so much for downloading the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Today we're talking about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is time to talk about how to treat our boobs. Men too. We talk a little celeb news and we have our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Shoplivingclip.com. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Hello. Nice to meet you. Want to go fuck in the storeroom? Paula. What are you laughing at, you old bitch? Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 409. happened to us it's what can't say it anymore what? well get over yourself and get it right no it's not suck it's a like, lemon i don't know like something wrong with my throat i don't know what it is maybe i have esophageal cancer maybe maybe you should go check that out guess what time it is <laughs> uh it is october which means it's breast cancer awareness month mm. although it should be breast cancer awareness month every month because all women should be checking their breasts monthly. I was just looking at mine last night because I had a pimp, and? a pimple on the bottom of one of them. And did you think it was a cyst? No, I just I thought it would have gone away by now. It was one of those like red ones, like not like a big pimple, but oh, you know how they're kind of flat. Yes, but it's almost like an ingrown hair or something. Something, and I'm just like I tried squeezing it, and it just hurt really bad, and nothing happened. Do and so I'm just like, oh, God, the boob, the away. boob skin underneath is like. It's like fish belly skin. It's like gecko skin. It's thin. It's sensitive. You can't do shit to it. And so when you get like an ingrow hair, where you get that red. I, I've had that before. It's been a long time, but I've had those where it's this like red inflamed thing. And you might see just a hint of a pore. And if you poke at it and then suddenly it's like acid it, <laughs> it hurts hurt. so bad well, and then i thought maybe and then it was almost kind of scabbed over so i'm like well maybe if i pick the scab or whatever and there'll be something underneath like i can pull out <sighs> whatever is the in hair there and then the i'm like zitch. okay now i'm just gonna right. squeeze the shit out of it and then i'm just like why now. am i doing this i'm leaving for las vegas in like a week and i'm like i want to have i want to have perfect tits <laughs> I don't want to have someone to be like, what is that? Of course, no guy has ever done that in their life, but. Not to mention that now that you've messed with it, you have like a bruise. I know. At least it's on the underside. Right, right. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I actually don't get my mammograms until like March or February. Actually, did I get my boob? I thought I got my boob smashed on Valentine's Day last year. I thought you said you did, that it was Valentine's Day. I think I did. I think I did because, you know, what sucks about, you know, the annual check is that you can't get the test any time earlier than the date that you got it the last year. And because the calendar changes, you're moving up constantly the the following day Mm. if they're even available. So it's like I literally had my first mammogram like January 5th. And now I'm at Valentine's Day. Wasn't this last year the one where they like led you to the other room and like you almost passed out because the doctor had to look at like the x-ray or something? And then the next room is the (laughs) babopsy. No, yes. But no, the year before they said I knew something was different because she said, "Okay, well, have a great day. And I went, you've been doing my mammograms for four years. What is that? And so... She's like, nothing, you know, so I left. I'm like, oh, shit. And so two days later, 
Uh, hello, this is Dr. Fong. Well, they, they found something on your mammogram. They just wanted you, but don't, don't worry. It's very common. And I'm like, you know what? You know I why it's nothing. so common? Because when I get breast cancer, all the time! <laughs> so I was just like, I hung up and I came downstairs and said, well, I'm dying. And he's like, and Daryl, of course, is like, what? And I said, there's something on my mammogram. He's like, all right, let's just all calm down. And he's like, nothing's, nothing's wrong. And he goes, what did he say? He goes, he said, it's very common and not to worry. And he's like, well, then don't worry. I'm like, easy for you to say. It's not you have something rotting in your breast. He's like, oh my God. So... I called. I'm like, how come you guys haven't called me yet? Like, why is this not an emergency? And they're like, well, it's not an emergency because of what they saw. They saw if they had seen something really concerning, you would never have left the mammogram. Like, right. you would have stayed. And so I said, well, I don't give a shit if it's not an emergency to you. It's an emergency to me. Get me in. I'm done fucking. See, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. They they blow you off Mm -hmm. because nobody's being an asshole. And I'm like, I'll be the asshole. So I I went in literally the next day. I got Mm -hmm. in shockingly. And I, I, you know, me, I'm like, I'm so sorry that I was such a bitch on the phone. But, you know, what if this is cancer? And they're like, no, we get it. It's fine. This conversation sounds so familiar. Like, almost (laughs) like something happened last week with one of our family members so i go in they do the mammogram then i go in and do the the mri and i'm laying there and the thing with the mri is it's dark in there Mm -hmm. so i'm laying there waiting and she was really super nice and of course you know you think your life is i I was literally laying there going today my life changes like this is it i'll be bald in a year and this is what i'm doing now so she came in like 20 minutes later and she's like okay the doctor says you're fine it's a cyst it looks like you've had it for a few years they're just going to monitor it it can come and go it can get bigger it can get smaller because it's a fluid filled one Mm -hmm. and I just stood there and started crying and she said oh my god and she like hugged me she's like it's okay everything I'm so sorry you're so scared and I'm like this can't be the only time this has happened. She goes, no, everyone actually cries. I'm like, okay, then just give me my napkin and let me get the hell out of here. I was so relieved. But, you know, now, of course, now when I go every year, I worry. And so I asked the lady, her name's Mary, and she's been doing my mammograms for a few, you know, like I said, for like five or six years now. And I said, so is the cyst there? She goes, um, you know what? I actually can't see it this time. That was last year. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, well, you know, let's just keep everything on the up and up. Let's not act like you don't have to tell me. Okay. Cause now we're at another level. She's like, no problem. So I, yeah, I'd, I don't have to go until Feb. You probably see it when you're premenstrual. Probably. And since the date of the mammogram fluctuates so frequently, and I can't be the only one where that happens, um, I'm sure that it's more engorged with hormones when, you know, just like when your boobs get bigger, when you're PMS. Yeah. Mom and I have the same one. It's on our left, Mm. our left side. I have one. It's on mine's on the left too. Yeah. And so it's right on the left, like left side of the breast. Yeah. I just had a pain. And Uh, uh, one time I was getting like the doctor was examining and he kind of felt it. And he's like, oh, he's like, you have one of those fluid filled cysts right there. And so I told mom Mm -hmm. about it. She's like, the doctor said I had the same thing. And she's like, told me that years ago because I I kept getting a pain on my side. And so I was worried. And he's like, well, cancer, it's not pain. He says, it's just, you know. You feel right. You just finally feel like a rock or something in your boob or a pee. Well, that something. was see, that was kind of new information to me when I first started getting um, breast exams. And they said 
it's not, if it feels like grapes or it's real soft and you know and you feel you know whatever that's normal mm-hmm. what when you feel like a pebble or a hard piece that's when you have to go hey uh I, you need to raise some questions and have it looked at because generally speaking i mean it may not be cancer but there's something unusual and you have to get it well, right out. you don't usually have rocks in your boobs <laughs> no and so even when he's doing you know and i know my body better than anyone else on the planet mm-hmm. i do the breast exam every on myself in the shower every month and i sort of got if i i literally will even look in the mirror because you know those pictures that people show about the dimple in their boob if it looks funny or whatever mm-hmm. i'll look for that i mean i know my i know every inch of my body so well so there's even a slight change i notice it i only know because i'm constantly criticizing myself so i'll stand in the mirror naked and look at and flex every part just to see how disgusting (laughs) i am (laughs) okay well if you ever see any weird dimples maybe make take note so ladies and men everybody has to check their breasts for for the hardening or anything unusual or different please check it i actually have a couple of friends that i went to high school with who are who are dealing with breast cancer they're in phases of recovery or getting ready to complete their treatment. Yeah. But don't fuck with it, man. And they're young. They're in their 40s. And that's really young. Yeah, it's young to you me. Shouldn't. But, you yeah. know, being younger, I remember women going through breast cancer in their 40s. And it seemed yeah. normal for some reason. So it could just be an age thing. But I think we just take better care of ourselves as a generation. Daryl and I were talking about that yesterday. I said, isn't it weird how our parents 50 is not our 50. Like when our parents were 50, they looked like senior citizens. Seriously. Mom was old as F when she was like 40. I mean, yeah, it's like life was so hard. It was much harder for them. So they aged more. But I mean, I don't think I look as old as our mother did when she turned 50. And I think I just think we take better care of ourselves. We know much more about diet and exercise and lifestyle and we're educated. Well, and not just that, but I mean, I think that, you know, we don't feel like the need to succumb to age. Like with our mother, she tried to make herself look 70 for the last 30 years. And, you know, (laughs) that's not necessary. My point in all of this is everybody check your boobs. Now, I wanted to tell you before we move on with this just came out. Beyonce's dad has breast cancer. Oh, the gynochimastia or? Well, it's called breast cancer. It is breast cancer. And it is obviously not as common in men. This is the part I wanted to tell you about because I want to know what you think about this. I think I kind of know because you you and I probably have the same thoughts on it. But uh, he said basically what had happened was he kept waking up and he had a teeny pinpoint of blood on his white T-shirt every day. And he's like, that's weird. That's so weird. He goes, and then when I, you know, I would work out and there'd be a little, like the tiniest, perfectly round drop of blood on my shirt where my nipple was. And I thought, oh, am I chafing my nipples? Like, what is it? How long did this go on for? Not that long. And I'll, that, because he, he got diagnosed very quickly. He was Cause I like, was going to say, you know, knowing men, they'd be like, yeah, it's been strange for like the last two years. I've had this no. <laughs> drop of blood coming out of my nip. And no, it wasn't that long. Cause I think he was stage two, but he, um, he's like, that's weird. And then he goes, and then my wife said, oh yeah. Cause she, he's like, have you noticed that? And she goes, yeah, you know, actually there's little drops of blood on the sheets. And he's like, what? And so he squeezed his nipple and sure enough, discharge came out. So he went immediately to the doctor and they did a palpitation and then they did a mammogram. I don't know how they do mammogram for men. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm unaware. They must do a ma- MRIs. 
I mean, unless they've got fatty tissue that they can. Yeah. Although I've seen him, he's very he's very svelte now. He's like he's lost a shit ton of weight. He looks really good. But I mean, think about some women that have like no boobs. I mean, how do they do mammograms on them? I don't know. They must do the MRI or something because you can't smash anything if there's nothing there. <laughs> Can you imagine being among a group of friends and they're just <laughs> like, oh, so I went for my mammogram. Although I didn't have to do the big squeeze. They just had me do an MRI, and all the friends were like, <laughs> yes, Jan, we know. <laughs> like no one's saying anything. Anyway, <laughs> so. He's like, all right, yeah, you have breast cancer, and so he had he's having he had a double mastectomy. Okay, and he's recovering. I don't think he had to do he did not have to do chemo because it hadn't spread. Mm-hmm. But he did do radiation after the mastectomy, and you know, for men, it's not so bad because they don't have boobs anyway, so they don't even need to do any kind of reconstructive. Well, they probably or- want pec implants though. Maybe. I don't know how concave it is when you remove breast tissue for men. Well, we watched this show called A Million Little Things. Have you ever heard of that show? Yes. Okay. So one of the guys on there, he actually wound up getting breast cancer in like his right breast. And right. so he got it. Uh, it basically like dug out his whole like chest cavity, basically. Okay. So they, they definitely have a malformation. Like right. they need to like fill it in. But they don't do anything until you're basically in remission because they want to make sure like you're totally good. Okay. So really quick and then we can get on with our lives. It says uh, they feel, let's see, it says a lot of men are just embarrassed to walk into a breast center where everything is pink and it's filled with women. Well, they should think about those things. They feel like somehow it makes them less of a man or less masculine to walk into a center and get checked out. Mr. Knowles, who also urged men to get checked, echoed that sentiment and suggested that chest cancer might be a more apt term than breast cancer for men who are uncomfortable. Make it easy, he said. That's the barrier for men. You just can't get past that word. Well, you know, a lot of women don't like pink. Olivia Olivia hates pink. Okay, so you're telling me that if if there was a cancer that predominantly men got and you walked into a clinic and it looked like a man cave, you would be thrown off by that and you wouldn't go? No, I'm not saying like, come on. I'm not saying that, but I mean, if everything you walk into it looks like a fucking pink nursery and you're in there like to get help and actually they show that on the million little things. The guy's in like the room with the doctor and it's just like everything's like pink ribbons and you know all like hearts and flowers and all this stuff. And he's just like sitting there. He's like, is my breast cancer back or what? You know, it's well, just, it's, it is emasculating it's, a little bit. Okay. Well, hold on a second. It's 245,000 women learn they have breast cancer every year, 2,200 men. I'm sorry, but I am not going to accommodate 2,200 men if the majority of women are getting breast cancer. Now here's the other thing. I have been to several imaging centers that focus on breast cancer discovery or you know oncology they're not fucking pink it's yeah. a medical facility i don't know what he's talking about unless this is something in texas but everywhere i've been it is a medical center it is not yeah. come in we're all wearing lace today it's just no and and by the way most people who are about, uh, all about breast cancer they don't even like the fucking pink ribbon yeah it's bullshit because people are making money off of people's cancer it's not right. anything. My point is, it's like, if there is a, if, if you're telling me that a man is such a Neanderthal that he cannot get past walking through something where it's filled with women, 
I assume this man doesn't go to, you know, anything with his daughters. He hates strip clubs. I mean, like, what are we talking? Come on. It's what is the deal? Like, you don't go with your wife when she has a baby. No, I, I guess mean, maybe maybe he just has a problem with the term. I mean, I get it. What, I think he what has a guy doesn't want term. to be told he has breast cancer. I mean, nobody I think, wants to be told they have breast cancer. Well, I, I get that. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I can appreciate him wanting to be told that he has like pectoral cancer or something like that. You know, but it's not pectoral cancer. It's breast cancer. The thing is, is I, I read that and I went, OK, I'm not completely oblivious to what he's trying to say. There yeah. are men who are not secure, who are, you know, somehow threatened by the term breast cancer for themselves. But these are also the same, you know, species who like to have their nipples sucked and played with. And yet we don't call them their chest. It's their nipples. Yeah. I so guess I don't true. know. But I mean, I don't know. I saw a meme the other day and people thought it was rude. But then I started to think about it. I'm like, but this this is the world we live in now where <laughs> they said Mrs. Smith or no, Mr. Smith. And she, the girl's just like, excuse me, it's Mrs. Smith. And he's like, OK, Mrs. Smith, you have testicular cancer. And <laughs> I saw that. But one. that's a reality now. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's fine. What are you going to do I mean, then? It, but you're right. <laughs> it's not rude. That's just that's just some people's reality but i mean it's just i mean things are like that are probably going to start happening yeah i just don't think it's as frequent as as the media tries to tell us it is to be honest with you but i do hear what you're saying um okay really quick now i've been watching the voice um because i like it um some of the programs are like two hours long and i can fast forward through it because paula every single freaking singer has a backstory that's that the only reason why they got it on the show if you're just a good singer <laughs> you can't just go on there they're like don't you have something sad or depressing or you know some sort of fatality that you can talk about <laughs> like yeah. I, I guess i can make something up well, you know what, though, is I think there are good singers that get on. They just don't get the backstory. And, Maybe. you know, if you notice at the end of all the blind auditions, they say, and on top of these eight people that you saw, here's six other people that they picked. You right, know, right. Like you don't get because they have no backstory because they're probably like, fuck you. I have no backstory. I can sing. And that is all. Like I was raised and in so, a middle class house. I, I was classically yeah. trained and uh, yes. <laughs> we live exactly. about 10 minutes from here. And I thought I'd just come on. I just thought I'd try it. <laughs> right. Um, so the Gwen Stefani just turned 50. And maybe that's the that's thing the birthday. About. That's yes. the birthday. So that's interesting that you mentioned that because, um, you know, Blake and Gwen are still together. I completely thought it was transitional, that this wouldn't last. I think everybody thought that. I think it's been like four years now. Yeah. But here's what I read, and maybe it had been mentioned and I just never noticed, but Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton's marriage ended in early 2015. Gavin and Gwen ended in July of 2015. And Gwen and Blake went public in September. Mm -hmm. But they'd been working on The Voice for a while. Mm -hmm. And so now there's some underlying discussion that perhaps they were seeing each other before their marriages ended. And that's why it's so weird. That's why everybody thought, oh, wow, they really rushed into that. It'll never last because they've actually been seeing each other for quite some time. Like, they started seeing each other soon after they she started on The Voice. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. But, I mean, there's there's no denying the evidence against Gavin Rossdale and the name. Oh, for sure. That was for sure. Absolutely. And, maybe and she knew. Gavin, or not Gavin, Blake Shelton, you know, he, to his dying breath, says that <laughs> Miranda cheated on him. And in, right. uh, in Oklahoma, 
the day you file a divorce, you're divorced. So right. there, there is no right. cooling off period. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, it's weird. But it's just interesting. And I'm like, okay, well, now I have to eat my words because they've been together and they're going strong. And now she's back on The Voice, which I absolutely hate. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're all disgusting about it, too. Oh, my God. I'm just like, really? I I mean, whatever. But I just I do love Gwen Stefani, though, as a singer and a performer. Like, I'm absolutely in love. I've loved her since the very beginning. But I just she's constantly looking at him. She's constantly like she'll turn her chair if Blake turns his chair and I'm just like really is this that'd be like if Daryl and I were on a show together he'd be looking at me all the time and be like stop staring at me I'd be like this live is your business, own life okay get it together just live your own life god <laughs> <laughs> well part of me kind of wonders like why hasn't he put a ring on it then well maybe well that is definitely a, a, a wonder. Unless wonder. neither of them believe in marriage anymore. I don't know. That's possible. Because they both but got burned so serial, bad. She's a serial monogamist and she's admitted to it many times. Well, that so is true I'm, because I'm she was with that one band member for like eight years and then. Completely and totally. And he wouldn't marry her. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, and that was the big reason they broke up is because she wanted to be married and have a family and then she wanted kids was Mm -hmm. it even a year or two later that she married gavin rossdale and they were together for what like 16 years or something like that yeah a long time because they were together a while before they got married so yeah interesting okay so here's the other thing and this is this did not make the big to do of you know celeb gossip but i found it interesting because it's people of my generation that i watched so demi moore has a tell-all book coming out oh my god i saw parts of that she said she divergenized john crier john (laughs) is ducky from yeah i know uh, pretty in pink okay um he she said john fell for me in real life too and lost his virginity to me while we were making that movie she continued it pains me to think of how callous i was with his feelings that i stole what could have been such an important and beautiful moment for him moore said now 56 was around 21 at the time while crier was about 19 well the good thing about this is she doesn't have to feel bad about it anymore because while I'm sure she was totally justified making that assumption based on my skill level and the stunned look on my face at the time, I actually lost my virginity in high school. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, you know, that whole book thing, she's gotten really strange. And mm-hmm. and that's just my opinion. And she's going through like this whole reminiscent phase of like, I don't know, is it reliving the glory days or like times of her life or, you know, trying to like make impacts on people that she thinks still care or I I don't really know what it is, but it's almost like, I don't want to say embarrassing, but it's like, she just, it's like she hasn't gotten past the thing, like the whole Ashton Kutcher thing, you know, it's just like, it's been a really long time and well, shall we not forget that she's been married? She was married to Bruce Willis. Yeah, and it's like that never happened. She had talked about it, but she and Bruce are actually really good friends. Like, legit, still very close. Right. The Ashton thing, she, the tell-all book, I mean, here's the thing. I wish they didn't call it that because she's actually lived an incredibly interesting life. And she was, she's been very open about her drug use and her relapses and all the crap that she tried to do to maintain staying young which she was obsessed with it all of that is super valid i just wish they didn't call it a tell-all and i wish she wasn't so arrogant of like well i took his virginity where he has to come out and say 
uh, actually, uh, Molly over at uh, Ashton Heights High School would beg to differ. Right. You know, because uh, I did not. Maybe I was shitty in bed, but I was yeah, not a virgin. Not a virgin. You know? So that kind of discredits the entire book already, you know? Yeah, like no fact checking or anything. I freaking love John Cryer. He's so fun. I know. I was just telling Ryan this morning on the way to school about Pretty in Pink because, um, oh, the song, If You Leave, Don't Leave, was on the radio. And so I was totally singing and rocking out. And Ryan's like, what what is this song? And I'm like, it's from Pretty in Pink. He's like, I don't think I've seen that one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm probably too old for you right now. But it's my least favorite of the John Hughes films oh i don't really like it but i think i like ducky and the music blaine his name is blaine (laughs) daryl loves that movie that's an appliance yeah he he freaking loves ducky he thought ducky was just everything and i'm like yeah he just really liked him everyone was so fucking depressed in that movie though everything was dark and i don't know it just the whole thrift store look. I don't know. Well, I mean, I like her dad degree, being the but... drunk that couldn't go over the, get over the mom that left. And <sighs> she's never coming back. Okay. Uh, it's like, all right. Jesus. It's just, it was a different time. It was just a different time. I don't want you to see where I live. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, she was so dramatic. That was actually the line that we used in our personal lives for years was because, uh, you know, James Spader was like the ultimate 80s villain. Everybody. He was just the best at being God, an he was asshole. So sexy, though. And he's like wearing those Miami Vice, those those linen suits to high school. <laughs> and he's walking around smoking all like, the time. Like, like, like he's just there in his you know. stupid gray suit with his white button ups. And then Andrew McCarthy goes up and he's like. That's it. And or no, he walks up, he goes, You're a lion sack of shit and everybody knows it. <laughs> we said that forever. Oh God, we did. Forever. <laughs> it, no, it figures it was the it figures. Like, You're a lying sack of shit, shit and everybody knows everybody it. Knows it. <laughs> I mean, it is so funny to me that we loved all the bad guys in all the films. Like all of them. <laughs> I really understand Freddy Krueger. I can see the frustration with children. Everybody loves Judd Nelson. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Paula, I would have done that in a gajillion. I would have been like, hello, nice to meet you. Want to go fuck in the storeroom? Exactly. Like, immediately. He's so hot. Yeah. So, so, uh, who did your mother marry? Mr. Rogers? Uh, No, Mr. Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great movie. He's like. You mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns. <laughs> God. I love that oh, film. Geez. That's a good one, too. Breakfast Club was great. Mom's like, oh, you would totally be the, the, the princess. And I'm like, yeah, I'm your daughter. What are you doing? Why are you right. doing that? <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, I wish the school would shut down if Queenie didn't want to come to school today. That'd be awesome. But that ain't me. <laughs> it was know. just crazy that you would it think that. It goes to show how much mom didn't know anything about us. <laughs> The whole school was shut down. Queenie's not coming today. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Or I wish she I... knew exactly who we were. She was just hoping we weren't that way. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's such a good movie. All right. So I've been really clumsy lately. Mm-hmm. Daryl. Okay. Uh, let me backtrack because we're going to go into our ugly and awkward moments in a minute. Daryl was in Dallas. Um, earlier this week for like three days and at some point he woke up and he couldn't sleep and so he decided to buy tickets to a documentary that I actually wanted to see. It's about Linda Ronstadt and it's (laughs) called The Sound of My Voice Mm -hmm. and you may or may not know but I absolutely 
she's my number one favorite singer of all time is Linda okay, Ronstadt. Okay. And so it was a documentary that I did want to see, but I, I'm not the kind of person who goes to the movies to see documentaries. I'm not that refined. I'll wait till it's on Netflix or PBS or whatever. I watch documentaries when no one else is around. Yeah, because no one wants to watch them with you. Well, and the thing is, is the ones I like to watch are pretty sick. No one wants to like watch the ones <laughs> that I want to watch. So like in the mind of a serial killer or something like that. So on that note, he bought tickets for us to go see it. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's go. So we went and it was so good. Oh, yeah? It was so good. Now, here's the thing about Linda Ronstadt that you may or may not know. She suffers from Parkinson's. Really? And yes. And so she can't sing anymore. Aww. And um, it's, but her trajectory from when she was from Arizona, she's half Mexican like we are. And her trajectory from that all the way through until modern day, it was just such an incredibly interesting ride and how she really bucked tradition. She did not waver or like let men run her career. She did it herself. And because she's so incredibly talented, they let her do it, which is really rare in mm -hmm. the music industry. And so she basically dictated her whole career. From, and what was cool is like, yeah, I did rock and roll. I did folk music. I just got bored. So that's why she started doing... The Standards albums, that's why she did Canciones de Mi Padre. Those two albums, she did Broadway. I mean, she was just challenging herself. Yeah. And then finally she said, I couldn't, I noticed that I couldn't, my voice was not letting me do what I wanted it to do anymore. And I was concerned. I'm like, why can't I do this? And then they, she's like, I got, I had Parkinson's. Mm. She knew before anybody else that something was wrong. Just like your boobs. Yeah. And just so, like your body. Yeah. You know, something's up. Right. And so she was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Her grandmother died of Parkinson's. That's she retired in 2009. And that's the end of it. And so they did. They're doing this amazing documentary about her. And you learn so much about her that you didn't even realize. Because why would you unless you do a deep dive on her life? She's super opinionated, super fiery, amazing, brilliant woman. And so the last scene is modern 2019 she's in her uh, Arizona home with her nephew and her cousin and they're singing uh, Spanish songs together in the living room and she's trying to sing and you can see her hands shaking and stuff now it was very difficult to watch without bawling yeah because this is a woman who is one of the most incredible voices of our country right 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 I think it's probably frustrating, just like any person oh, who sure. specializes in something, you know, athletes or, you know, right. opera singers or, you know, stage performers, anything, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. being so good once upon a time. And then right. not, I just think about like the UFC people who retire and then they look at these, you know, young punks that come in the ring or whatever. <laughs> and they're just like, God, I could so kick his ass if I wanted to. But then they think about it. They're like, but could I really? Because... He's like, 27. <laughs> I'm old, you know, but they know, yeah, they, exactly. like, I look at it like a GSP or something like that. Right. And, like, they're so massively skilled, but then they're just like, but God, could I really? Because maybe I'm too... You can't compete with Maybe youth. I'm too slow, you know, <laughs> right. or... You do eventually slow down. It's just, mm -hmm. it's hard to, it's just so hard to, I guess, succumb to your own age and realize you're right. just not as good as you once were. Anyway, do you have anything to talk about? Oh, I was just thinking this morning how 
I got in the car to take the kids to school and one of my indicator lights came on and it said my back right tire or my back left tire was at 24 and I'm like, okay, I guess that's low. And so (laughs) I'm like, well, what's it supposed to be at? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, so this would mean I'd have to go to a freaking gas station and find quarters because nothing's for free anymore. You can't get free air, which sounds weird. And so it's like 25 cents, right? Yes. But I mean, whoever has change? I mean, I don't know. Right. Right. Because I never have cash. And so no, I'm just like, I'd have to dig up some quarters and who has a quarter pay a machine and get air. But then once I blow up that tire, okay, let's hope that the little pressure gauge thing works because most of the time those things don't pop out. And so, and even if it did, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm just like, okay, it says 36. (laughs) Great. Is that enough? I don't know. And then once you do that, though, you've got to do the other tires because you can't have like three flat tires and one big blown up tire. Then so you try and get the other ones as close as possible to the other one and then hope that they're not too blown up. And then I'm like, this is just (laughs) too much effort. And then even if it is too blown up, I'm like, how do you get the air back out? It's not like, you know, a balloon where you squish the nozzle and like air comes like it's you know? not you can't do that i don't know and so oh. i'm like oh, they either. need to have uh, like after all this time they have not improved this system to put <laughs> air in your tires like it's oh, the I same old like you know when you turn on the when you put the quarter in and it's just like that rattling motor thing you know what this reminds me of is what you and i were talking about a little bit brett last week with my car battery situation and now this You and I, our single parent, uh, our single woman license has expired. Like, we need to renew. We have forgotten our skills. It's, you know what? You know what I'm saying? I was thinking, I'm like, I can't believe they haven't, uh, they have not modified the system or improved it. I'm like, you know what? They have. It's called husbands and boyfriends. (laughs) That is the modification. That is the improvement. That was your improvement. Yes. Well, I just think, you know, I just remember when you're a single woman, whether you're a mom or not, when you're single, you know, everything is your responsibility. It's your life. You have to deal with your shit. When you're married or have a boyfriend, you can ferry off some of the stuff that you absolutely are repulsed by, whether it is dog puke or throw up or, you know, diarrhea or Mm -hmm. cat litter boxes or the car or the front lawn. I... If I did not have a husband, I would not live in a house. I would live in an apartment that had a doorman, no lawn. I want nothing to do with the outdoors. <laughs> I want to just be self-include, self-contained. I'll go to a park if I need greenery, but I'm not. I The only reason that I live in a house with any kind of yard work is because there's a person here who wants to do it because it is not me. Well, and you have animals. I don't even know if I'd have animals if I was single have a cat i'd probably have a cat i mean i like animals but i used to have this car that was a piece of shit and it would overheat all the time so sometimes it would overheat to the point where i would literally have to pull over into like a gas station i would i'd have to blast the heater before i got to the gas station to try and let out some of the hot air (laughs) and then once i got to the gas station i'd open the hood i would have Mm -hmm. to spray it down with water the whole motor (gasps) <gasps> until it got cool enough to where I can open the radiator cap because you have to wait until it's cool. And then I could add the antifreeze and the water combination, right, right. screw it back on, and then get back on the road and I'd be fine. And I'm just like, what happened to that person? 
Like, where's that girl? <laughs> if I well, first of all, I would never be driving a car like that ever again in my life. But well, there's that. But I was just like, I and I just did it all the time, like it was no big deal. Right, right. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and go to our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Olivia and I share a room in a bathroom. Yes. Our bathroom's like a little water closet because it's the master bathroom. So when I go in there, if I if I even barely shut the door or if I shut the door, I never lock it because I mean no one goes in there. It's just me and Olivia and she right. she knows not to open the door. So I went to go to the bathroom the other day. I just had to go pee and she was in there and so I'm like, oh, all right, fine. So I went to go use the boys' bathroom, which I definitely prefer not to use no because it just smells like pee and cologne and i don't know i wish that i wish i had my own bathroom it's just sterile's really clean but that's not the point oh god olivia's horribly messy it's covered in paint and (laughs) q-tips and today i found beans in my sink because she had a project due at school and she was apparently doing it in the bathroom i don't know why so i was in the boys bathroom and i was sitting there going pee but i had to go really bad so it was kind of like a long pee And then um, I had my cell phone on the counter next to me and I looked down and I had a notification. So I picked it up and I was like looking at it and all of a sudden the door swings open because I guess I forgot to lock it. And Victor Mm. looks at me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was just like, (gasps) I'm like, it's not what you think. (laughs) What? (laughs) Because I'm sitting on the toilet looking at my phone. And, oh, oh. and I thought he was like, oh, he probably thinks I'm pooping. And I'm like, is that what you think? Oh, <laughs> so my God. That's he's like, so he's funny. like, we just talked about that. That's so funny. Because my pants, of course, are to my ankles. And so he can see like my half bare button thigh. And <laughs> I'm staring at my phone. And I was just like, I just got a notification. I'm peeing. <laughs> so, that's so funny. So he shuts the door. And as soon as I get out, I'm like, I was not pooping. I was not pooping. I, I I had to pee really bad. I saw a notification. I picked up my phone. He's like, whatever you do in there is your business. Just lock the door next time. I'm like, I did not poop. So uh, I don't even know if he still funny. believes me or not, but I know my truth. I know my truth. <laughs> I did not poo. But if I had That's walked funny. in on him, I know exactly what I would have thought. I'd have been like, oh, stop the door. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. Okay. Here's mine. So I had, I had one and now I, but then I had to change it because I had a better one yesterday. We'll save that one then. I will. When I, when I have not, when the well is dry, I will, I will bring it up anyway. So I have been putting off, I go through these phases where I would rather just die than go out and do shopping. Oh God. Well, for like the things that we need, you know, like the target of the grocery store runs. I just, I get burned out because I feel like I go a lot. Because we have a big house and we have a lot of people living here. So uh, after a while, I'm just like, I, I just don't want to do it. Something will then suddenly go, hey, we have no toilet paper. I think we might need to go to the store now. So I'm like, fine. Uh, so it was a Target run. Okay. So I'm getting all the things. And then I start doing, you know, you start casually like just roaming around. So I'm in the cleaning section because I need stupid whatevers. And there's a woman a tiny woman walking and this person <laughs> didn't know which way to go because I was coming toward her. So because I'm awkward, I decide that I'm going to veer right a little bit because there's this big, you know, support beam standing in between us. Yeah. 
from the ceiling to the floor, one of those things. So I go to move maneuver around it. And so she sees me. So she slowly, of course, starts walking in front of my cart instead of going left as she should have. So I stop. But what stops me is the end aisle of the, the metal end aisle where there's a shelf. And I hit it really hard with my basket because I didn't turn enough. And I punch myself in the gut with the with the basket. But here's where, I mean, that's bad enough. But I stand there and I was going to say, oh, I thought you were going the other way. So I thought I was talking. And I went, <laughs> really loud. And she starts laughing. And she's like a hundred. Like, what are you laughing, laughing? At, you old bitch? <laughs> she's laughing, and I'm all, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, excuse me. And I keep walking. And I was like, I was laughing so hard at myself. God, it was the funniest thing. I'm like, I punched myself in the stomach so hard Ow. that I did that. I did that Japanese old movie sound. <laughs> and I was like, what is did the sound come out before your lips started moving? Yes. <laughs> Yes, the subtitles. The subtitles could not catch up with my mouth. Oh my god! Oh my god! I laughed so hard. I'm like, okay. And then I, I literally messaged you in Target, going, I cannot wait to tell you about what just happened to oh, me. Oh, that's what. Okay, yeah, I saw that. You're like, I can't wait. LOL. How but it was, funny. The other one was hurtful and not sad, but it was painful. My first awkward moment, which I will share with you in a couple of weeks, but this one was like legit. I am so clumsy right now. And I was kept, I keep telling myself over and over again that I'm not hormonal. And I'm wondering yeah. if maybe I, I'm getting ready to. Well, be you hormonal. better not be because this Sunday is my last <laughs> patch. So that means I will literally be my fattest <laughs> when I go to Las Vegas. Right. And so I bought one of those things. Like I had mm. to tuck in all parts of my belly and body into this thing. And then after I got it all into the <laughs> thing, then there's a there's like a hook and eye part that you have to hook and eye together. I put yes. it together and I'm like, they don't even touch. So I'm just like, okay, I have to suck oh, in okay. as, as, as sucking in as I can be. So I'm just afraid that like when I sit down. It's just going to explode <laughs> like a big pimple and oh fat is just going to go everywhere. You know what? I just, I'm looking now because, okay, so here's the thing with me. Because I live with so many girls and I, and I'm, I interact with so many females on a regular basis, my cycle is kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. And so I downloaded an app to keep track of my cycles because I couldn't keep track anymore. It was too hard. Yeah. So... I've been using the app Clue, which I absolutely love. And this is not an endorsement, but it is, but it is not a paid endorsement, I should say. But Clue is one of my most favorite apps that I use to keep track of my cycles. So I literally, if I can remember, I will track PMS, headaches, breast tenderness, crying jags, sex, whatever. You can track all of it. And so I'm just looking at it right now. My PMS should kick in next week. So I'm just being stupid. To, I have, it is nothing. Yeah, because last time I started my period, I actually started my period at your house. It was a Saturday yes. It was night, the 14th. And, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Which was weird because I still had my patch on. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, I don't take my patch off until tomorrow. So I shouldn't yeah. be starting until Monday or Tuesday. So I'm like, what Yeah, but gives? I had started my period that day. We literally just both started our periods that night. Yes. yes and so I'm just like, what did. the heck? So mm -hmm. if I start my period in Vegas, I'm going to be pissed. 
the hormones are strong in this house. Hopefully Stephanie will, maybe the connection like will be enough. Hopefully she will be on her period or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah. So you're 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 good so far. Usually, but, my yeah. fear of flying scares my period away. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, God, I remember one time Mom started her period. Our car broke down. We were on our way to San Francisco, <sighs> and our car broke down, and she started her period in the car. I thought is not the same pants. time Allison got a nosebleed and she had a yes. a maxi pad <laughs> on her nose. Yes. You know, doesn't it, does it at all surprise anybody that we are the way we are and that we have the timing we have? Well, isn't that the, the time that about- dad bought a, uh, everyone uh, plane tickets to Sacramento because he just was like done with it or mom. He's like, just no, fucking fly mom, home. Mom had it. She's like, I am done with this. Get us yep. back home. And so he's, he's just like, like, fine. He's like, everyone has plane tickets back to Sacramento. <laughs> Just go to SFO and fly your ass back. I'll take care of the car. You know what? That is something I would have done. Well, if I called Darren, I'm like, I swear to God right now, if, if, I mean, you must airlift me out of this place now. He's like, done and done. I'm not dealing with this. I know. Well, I mean, it makes sense way mom, I wonder if mom could have been kind of demanding that way with dad. I mean, she, she probably had the, you know the room or the you know the not the room but the uh the ammo to do such (laughs) well i mean i do know based on what i have witnessed in our lives our mom was the only one that could get away with it yeah no one else could that's true she was literally the only one that got away with that kind of stuff you know so i remember telling one of victor's girlfriends the same thing i'm like i know you think that you're all in with him and my kids and everything i said but know this you will never be the woman in his life ever i said it will always always be me i said so have your fun do what you gotta do i said but when i say you're gone so just know that you think it'll always be that way though i do well yeah, i thought you didn't want that you told me you no, didn't want that I, i'm not saying because i want it i just think that's how oh. it'll be well anything's possible it, it's not it does happen that does happen because victor says yeah. he doesn't want to get married again he doesn't see himself you know getting serious mm. with anyone ever again and i really right. believe him to be honest <laughs> we'll see we'll see they all say that it never happens daryl's dad said if i ever say i want to get married again shoot me in the head yeah but that's because he's been married like fifteen thousand times <laughs> you know well regardless of the amount of times that's not the point the point was he's like i will never marry again <laughs> okay so i met this woman she's amazing and karen. we're getting married her name's karen <laughs> <laughs> Who actually is very nice. No, actually, actually I'm really happy for them. Yeah, we really. I mean, it's been going great. Yes, we're very happy. So. All right. Well, I have nothing more to add. No, I think that's a wrap for this week. One thing we want to talk about is it's getting close to the holidays. Something you might think about is signing up for Amazon Prime. Just go to UglyTruth.com. Click on the Amazon page. It gets you free shipping either two days. Some of them are one day. Some are even, I think, same day. Same day. It also gets you Amazon Prime Video, which we have been using a lot. Go check that out. You might want to sign up. And like I said, do it through our page. And then uh, also visit lipandclip.com. Check out what they have for skincare. Uh, the air is getting a little drier, so you might want to think about getting into a skincare routine. Other than that, have a fabulous rest of your weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.